You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Welcome back to the Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com Weekly Wrap-Up. Established in February of 2008, Sprott Money is a leading precious metals dealer selling gold coins, silver coins, and bullion bars online and over the phone. Learn more about Sprott Money through our informational podcasts and get the latest precious metals news from our expert writers. You can, of course, go to SprottMoney.com to find out more, sign up for our newsletter, or call us at 888-861-0775. For the weekly wrap-up, I am your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this morning, Friday, September 27th, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Uh, Dealing with the options expiry here, but uh, that ends in North America now, and uh, all we got to do is get through Monday, and uh, we should be okay. Yes, quarter end as well. We've got some COMEX contracts going off the board. All of the usual shenanigans. We can we can hope that the Department of Justice will just indict more and more traders and go up the food chain and indict their bosses as well. But for now, the fun and games continue, my friend. Gold's down about $20 on the week. Silver's down about $0.40. Cents. Maybe part of a natural correction as well to wash out some of the uh, over-bullishness. We're heading into a pretty good seasonal time of the year, Eric. The data doesn't seem to get any better. The crises are only seeming to get worse. What are your thoughts? Sure. Well, first of all, I find found it kind of hilarious when we had that big down day that uh, they, they apparently said the reason was that because Trump was not going to be impeached, okay, so they're slamming gold. Well, of course, now it looks like uh, they're working harder on impeachment. But the funny thing is it doesn't go back up again, okay? You know why? Because it's options expiry. And I thought the most hilarious thing that I've read in a long time is that some people have decided that Bitcoin prices are tend to go down before the contracts expire on the CME. No. Isn't that funny? No, you don't say. Yeah, and they're gone down twenty percent here in the last uh, last week, and their their contracts expire. And, of course, I think the whole CME is set up to keep control over commodity prices. And, of course, the clients of the commercial banks typically are always the buyers, okay? I mean, there is no commercial selling. Who's kidding? And there's no people trading these things uh, sort of professionally, like the gold companies aren't doing huge hedges on the COMEX. It's all just a market for uh, people to prey on other people. Of course, the big guys prey on the little guys, right? So now they... They have another market to prey on, and that is the Bitcoin market. And I found it very interesting, this article that was on um, Zero Hedge. that said, oh, there seems to be some analogy at, at quarter ends that uh, when the uh, contracts are expiring, Bitcoin goes down. Well, welcome to our world, buddy. Anyway, uh, so let's see. What do we want to talk about here? Uh, well, first of all, you know, the economic data is not so hot. We had consumer confidence plunge. Yep. Uh, in the U.S., of course, consumer confidence is plunging in Europe. Imagine what the consumer confidence in China is like these days. Wow. Or how about India with their car sales down 30%? What's their um, consumer confidence like? Uh, we had uh, uh, personal income was announced today as a point. Oh, it was huge. 0.1%. Wow. Let's go out and buy all sorts of things here. Um, and, of course, the biggest deal. Uh, going on, unfortunately, is is what's going on in the repo market, and it's really cheesing me off 
that a poor old gold guy, precious metal guy like me, has to spend all that time trying to figure out what's going on in the repo market uh, because the New York Fed lost control of it, and, of course, the rates went up to 10%. And so now, because it's a con- uh, very uh, complex thing that's going on, of course, i got to read more damn articles about the repo market. And I think it suffice to say that uh, the banks have uh, run out of, have a shortage of liquidity. Yep. The banks do, which seems rather odd. I mean, we've had 10 years of supporting the banks here and printing money and all that stuff, and now they got a shortage of money. Hard to imagine that's happening. But, you know, and of course, all I'm trying to do is figure, well, why would they be running out of money? And of course, the scariest reason would be, well, you know what? Maybe when rates went back up, a lot of guys who own bonds took a hemorrhaging hit on those things because the guys who own bonds tend to own them on a leverage basis. Yeah. And when those rates backed up, there were probably some serious losses and just not just on the bonds, but imagine the derivatives on the bonds and, and what the size of those losses could have been. Yeah. So I keep watching it. Uh, I, I think it's very disconcerting. The feds now, when it, this thing first started, there was a, they had a, a repo of uh, 50 billion probably middle of last week or something, and it got oversubscribed, meaning they wanted more money than that. Well, now they're doing hundreds per day, 100 per day, mm-hmm. plus they're doing uh, $60 billion, uh, of 14-day repos. Uh, so now they got, uh, they've committed to put uh, $220 billion. Out of nowhere, we got a $220 billion shortage of liquidity. Out of nowhere. Yep. Wow. How does that happen? You know, in this wonderful world where everything's going up all the time, we've got bubbles here and bubbles there, and next thing you know, somehow we seem to have a shortage of money. So uh, that is uh, very much of concern, and everybody should keep watching and trying to understand what might be Maybe it's a big bank that has a particular issue. You know, I can, I'll only cite one bank. There's a bank out there that's got all of $16 billion of equity and $49 trillion of derivatives. Trillion. I wonder if they could be having a problem. Who knows? That's Deutsche Bank, by the way. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. I can't do that math as to what that percentage, what that leverage ratio is. I haven't had enough coffee this morning, but it's a lot. Um, you can could, you could almost use the infinite sign for that. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> uh, you know, and as we look at that, uh, the only way out, it would seem, with especially with the declining global economy, the numbers, as you said, in Germany are terrible. Uh, more QE is coming. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And as we look at these declines in prices, are they really the prices of gold and silver or is it just the futures contracts that get manipulated around? Anyway, this is a great opportunity for people. If you you haven't had a chance to position yourself correctly for what's coming and what is actually unfolding, that's what these pullbacks are for. Um, Eric, we're seeing some people, I guess this means, are taking advantage of that. Huge inflows into things like the GLD and SLV. GLD has 31, allegedly, 31 metric tons of gold going into it this week. Well, they had guys that thought they were buying 31 tons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether it got delivered or not, or whether it was a a piece of paper in the mail, which is more likely, right. uh, saying, that, saying that you owe, you own 31 more tons. But it's interesting that um, 31 tons, I mean, that's, if you annualize something like that, you know, that's 1,500 tons a year in a 4,000-ton market. I mean, you just can't, you can't squeeze that in, okay? Uh, probably last year, we probably lost tons in the GLD, and this right. year, you know, there might be a net difference of like 1,800 tons in a 4,000-ton market. 
Well, how does that happen? And uh, in the silver market, for example, the ETFs uh, so far this year, all the world's silver ETFs have consumed 17% of the silver market and only 25% of the silver market goes to investments, unlike the gold market where 90% goes to investments. And, of course, you add in what uh, what's going into India where they bought uh, uh, in excess of 3% of the silver market in the month of July – Yep. And all, most of that would be for investment. I mean, I just see that there's going to be and is a physical shortage of silver. The uh, Royal Canadian Mint has people on allocation. Australia has people on allocation. I understand there's no 100-ounce uh, uh, bars available uh, at either mint. Um, I think it's a great, as you pointed out, it's a great time to be buying gold and silver. I actually bought quite a bit this week. Uh, losing on it, fine, but I will be back to the party again and uh, buy more next week. So uh, I think it's good. I want, one thing I do want to talk about is I've mentioned that this gentleman's name, Christopher Mullen. Uh, his fund is called his service called Technical Traders, uh, but he did something on gold. And this is a guy who back in May said, "Gee, I think it's going to go from twelve seventy-five to fourteen fifty in five to seven weeks," and effectively did. Blew me away. Uh, he's suggesting gold and silver would bottom out here in early October, uh, and the target on gold is 17.95, I believe is the number, um, and his target on silver is 21 to 23, maybe 24. I'm not sure. 21 to 23. Um, so I think this is something that uh, people should sit up and take note of. The physicalness is looking real good here. The world should be going to precious metals. I mean, the more you – and the whole repo thing is playing right into it. I mean, right. if you're a bond guy, you are just quaking here seeing what happened to that market in, in a day. The rates went from 2% to 10% in like two days. It's incredible that you could lose control like that. So who knows what's going on, but I don't think it's going to be minor. Yeah. Uh, yes, no doubt. And we're heading into October, which is always seems to be a rather interesting month for the stock market. Very. Uh, Eric, anything else on your mind before we discuss some of the uh, the miners this week? Uh, I guess the only thing is, you know, we're, we'll start getting, I think, some of the production results, third quarter production results from the mining companies, maybe late in the week. So that'll be very interesting to watch for. Some of them might have, you know, significant um, uh, production that will, will be price moving. I'm, I'm hoping that Kirkland Lake is one of those, by the way, that they'll have significant production that might cause people to sit up and take notice but uh i want yeah well there's two, a couple of companies i want to uh, that i do want to talk about uh, because there was well one had some news two door uh, announced their drill hole which was 1100 meters of uh, roughly 0.6 uh, grams of gold that's a huge 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 intersection uh i mean this i've always thought that this thing has an easy shot at coming up with 20 million ounces of low-grade gold and there's nothing in these drill results that deter me from thinking that. So, and they're well positioned in terms of logistics of where they are. So, that's good. Um, I had the chance of just bumping into the Wallbridge people at a gold uh, conference I was attending, and uh, things uh, look good there. I hope they come out with some. Uh, well, they will be coming out with further drill results, and I just hope that these drill results will will really bring a sea change to how people view. The potential opportunity in Wallbridge. So, uh, those are the only two I specifically wanted to comment on. Uh, I'm sure we might have some questions about some other ones. We do, I, and, I, and just in general too, Eric. 
you know, a lot of folks are kind of, I don't know, frustrated, disappointing. You know, that gold has moved up so far and silver is kind of, you know, they're both up whatever, 18, 19% year to date. But yet, you know, things like the GDX, the GDXJ and some of the individual shares haven't really caught on yet. Is that just a, a public perception? Is that a lack of institutional participation? Do we got to get a couple of good quarters behind us before people, you know, institutions start to get excited? What, what do you think is holding things back? Well, one of the things that will change that will be when the third quarter earnings results come out and they're got to be much better, okay, on a $200 price increase. And then finally, the computers will figure it out. And it's very important that the computers figure it out, by the way. I think the computers are more important than the analysts. Yeah. uh, Because the computer keeps spitting out, buy gold stocks, buy gold stocks, buy gold stocks, you know. And uh, it's it's like when the computers at uh, Investors Business Daily had Kirkland Lake as the number one uh, stock in, in in the U.S., number one. And Hey, look what happened to the stock, for God's sake, because the computer figured it out. Right. So I think it's important that these third quarter earnings come out. Now, they, the earnings won't come out until uh, uh, probably late October, or mid to late October. Uh, the production will be out earlier. Uh, so I, I think that's what will bring about a really big sea change here, that some of these earnings are going to look very dramatic. Okay, and before we get to some of the names this week, just a reminder, I mean, Eric, will. we look at all these things, and Eric tells me ahead of time if it's something he has an opinion on or not. So if we don't address a name that has been sent in, it's not that we're just ignoring you. We just have to save some time. And if you do want to ask Eric a question about an individual miner, we try to get to those. Like I said, you can email those to us at submissions at sproutmoney.com. Get them to us by about noon every Thursday, and then we'll have time to put them all together. So again, so this week we had questions on companies like Allegiant Gold and Mako Mining, Great Panther. Those are all questions companies I asked Eric about. He just currently doesn't have an opinion. But a couple that he does have an opinion on that we can address are companies like Westome. Eric, what can you tell me there? Sure. Well, Westome actually came out with their, uh, their new reserves at the Kiana Ore Body. They went up by roughly half a million ounces, and of course they're good quality ounces. Uh, I always find that when you get a, a what's a sort of an update of a 43-101, everyone's always disappointed. I actually haven't looked to see what the West Ohm did on that news, um, uh, but I, I have great hopes for that particular order. But I was an owner of West Ohm at one time, not that long ago. Um, did well on it, uh, but I don't own it today. But I recognize that it's been one of the great stocks, and uh, that's going to be a very interesting ore body that can, and I'm sure the decision to reopen it uh, can't be that far away. How about U.S. Silver? Well, U.S. Silver, I'm a big owner of U.S. Silver, uh, and I, of course, buy it for the silver, although they do have uh, base metal uh, credits. Um, and I recently was announced that I bought uh, a 40% interest in the Galena silver mine uh, that they own, and it's in Idaho. And uh, they were looking for a way to kind of inject some capital into it to to expedite the uh, sort of upgrading of production there. And, of course, I, as I've espoused here many times, want to get into silver. So I thought, well, there's a good, wonderful combination. I'll put the money in. And I took uh, took back a 40% interest in the joint venture. So uh, that was uh, very appealing to me uh, for the silver credit. 
And of course, I'm a, I'm a very large shareholder of uh, U.S. silver as it stands. So uh, obviously, I, I think things are going to look real good there. I think as they get their new mine into production, which I think is very, very soon, uh, things will change dramatically for this company when things get reported next year. Yeah, especially get the silver price to go up a little bit. I'm sure that would help, too. Indeed. I saw something this week, too, that Royal Nickel found another one of those big old boulders on their property. Did you see that? <laughs> well, yeah, and here's the amazing thing about it. They said they found, I think it was like sixteen or 1,700 ounces in 576 kilograms, okay? I'm telling you, 576 kilograms of rock is not big. It's about the size of my stomach, actually. <laughs> That's what my wife would say. Uh, it's not big. I mean, it would sit on my desk here, okay? And, and which really tells you that to find, it's like finding a needle in a haystack, yeah. these things down there. They're not, uh, and of course, I've always said, you know, you, you find someone, you've got to drill about two feet away, okay? If you're more than two feet away, you may not find the next one. Yeah. So it was, it was good that they found it. I just find that... Uh, you know, I did never did like them taking on the the, the mill and mm -hmm. incurring the debt, and then they got to do an issue, and they didn't look like the issue went off too well. Um, but I mean, I've I've always said I like the ore buddy. They have new management, so I'm still a, a big shareholder. Um, so hopefully, with the price of gold going up and these guys maybe uh, solving the riddle of where these little pockets of high grade gold are, uh, things should work out well for them. And as we wrap, Eric, yeah, here we are at the end of September. It's the end of the quarter. We've got uh, October COMEX contracts going off the board. We've got LBMA options uh, at the end of the quarter on Monday. But it sounds to me like you're uh, thinking perhaps October is going to be a good month for us and it, you're excited into year end. Well, we've had a good run this year. Um, and, of course, every time gold rallies a little, the stocks, I think, get way more and more interest all the time. I was out with the executive of uh, a, a big gold and silver producer, and he was telling me that you know he gets calls from Europe and this, the big uh, money centers in New York from more generalist uh, investors now. So I think everyone's got their eyes and ears open, and uh, you know, fingers crossed that uh, Mr. Vermeulen's number of seventeen ninety-five. I don't want to tell you what they would earn. Okay, we would be talking big, big bucks here and these stocks will all move considerably so yeah there's lots to uh, to get excited about yeah that's the hard part i mean we've had such a really solid year for the first time i mean we were below 1360 for six years and so now you get a down day uh like it looks like today is going to be or a week like this week is turning out to be and it's easy to wring your hands and grind your teeth but we're still up nearly 20 percent year to date in both metals and and conditions look good for even uh, more gains ahead. Yeah, it's it's all about the COMEX and and uh, and catching the Bitcoin disease, you know. Right. Oh my God, it's being manipulated. I can't imagine that. No, stunning. it'll be over. It'll be over on Monday. Away we go. That's right. Uh, and lastly, we mentioned at the beginning of uh, this weekly wrap up all the things you can find at SprottMoney.com. One of the other um, weekly or monthly features that we have is the uh, Ask the Expert series. I, I get to host that myself, and I can tell you the one that we recorded about a week ago with Jim Rickards is must-listen material. Just fantastic in information, and it stretched out so long we had to do it into two parts. Part one 
is now available. It's BroughtMoney.com. Uh, you can find it there. Part two will come out next week. And really, with all that's going on, this repo stuff, the U.S. economy, the global economy, man, it's just uh, hard hard to find a, a, someone who's more of an expert in that area and more of an advocate for gold. So please go to SproutMoney.com. Look for Ask the Expert with Jim Rickards, part one, available now. You can listen to it over the weekend. Part two will be out next week. Eric, thank you so much for your time this morning. I hope you have a great weekend. Hey, Craig, you too. It's uh, it'll it's going to be exciting here. I uh, I still have to unravel a repo thing, and then uh, I, I don't know that I really want to know the real reason, okay? But if, if the real reason is something uh, uh, chaotic, then uh, gold's going to get an even better bid. So I'm, I'm I look forward to chatting next Friday. Yeah, let's do it. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. <laughs>